so we can always learn. We can always, we can always like uncover new things, but being vulnerable enough to admit that we're struggling and then, you know, being willing and open to receive help, like that's everything. That is everything. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, my dear friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm your host, Alyssa Boyer, and this week we're going to be talking about a really important topic that is really on my heart to share with you and just really be open and honest and vulnerable with you. So we're going to be talking about mental health and the importance of this for highly sensitive people and really things that we need to look out for, think about, be aware of. And I'm going to be sharing my own personal experience that I had very recently with really, really hard mental health struggles. Before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know that we're having our very first Sensitive and Soulful Vault workshop happening on Monday, April 10th. So you can attend these workshops if you are a member of the Sensitive and Soulful Vault. So if you haven't heard me talk about the vault yet, this is a program for highly sensitive people that includes a whole library of HSP mini courses on a wide variety of topics and it includes four community workshops throughout the year. So in these workshops, I'm going to be diving deep on a specific topic. I'm going to be leading you through practices, and it's going to give you an opportunity to connect with other sensitive and soulful vault members. So fellow HSPs who are growth-minded, who are on this healing path with you. And our workshop on April 10th is going to be all about the HSP healing journey. So what we're going to be going into on in this workshop is how we can use the things that trigger us and hurt us and are painful in our lives, how we can use this as opportunities for growth. I'm going to be leading you through practices to learn how to surrender to what is, to learn how to use your sensitivity as a strength in your life. And we're really going to learn how we can alchemize our challenges and use them as our power. So I'm really excited for this workshop and I feel like my recent experiences that I've had that I'm going to be sharing with you in this episode are really going to make this workshop so much more powerful. Like I had originally planned to host this workshop on March 27th and oh my gosh, I've really just been in it. I've been in it. And I just had the intuitive nudge to to push it out to the 10th because I knew that like I'm going through all of these things because 
it's helping me grow and evolve as a person and to become an even better leader and to to learn and experience new things so that I can help you in an even bigger, deeper way. So I just have no doubt that this workshop is going to be so powerful. And like I said, we have four workshops throughout the year when you're a member of the vault. Um, And when you're part of the vault, by the way, this is a question I get all the time. You have lifetime access to this content, right? Like there are 24 mini courses. There are a whole library of meditations and self-regulation practices and you get a community of fellow HSPs who are on this journey with you. So it's really such a magical place, and I'm so, so excited to welcome you in. Okay, let's get into the episode now. So this week, I really wanted to talk about mental health and just the importance of this as highly sensitive people specifically. So for us as HSPs, like we really need to keep an eye on our mental health because I have found that we can be prone to more mental health struggles than less sensitive people. And really what's behind this is the fact that we have nervous systems that are more sensitive. And so life experiences, things that happen to us, traumatic events, they are going to impact us in a bigger way. We are going to feel them more intensely because our nervous systems can become dysregulated more easily. So let's say you had a traumatic experience, like um, let's say you were bullied at school. That's going to impact, you know, pretty much everybody. But for an HSP, like that experience is going to be intensified. So for you, maybe if maybe you were bullied and that really triggered the fight or flight response in your nervous system. And so now as an adult, like years later, anytime there's anything, there's any type of threat that makes you feel like, you know, let's say somebody makes a joke. You're like, oh, you know, just take a joke. It's not that big of a deal. And it might trigger that that fight or flight response for you. It might remind you of what it felt like when you were being bullied when you were 14, You know what I mean? So it's going to be very intense for you as a highly sensitive person. And so these types of experiences can really impact us in a greater way where we can hold on to things, we can feel them so much more deeply, and they can really kind of like cloud our lives and they can really unconsciously drive a lot of our behavior. And this is true for every human being. But of course, my expertise is with highly sensitive people and just from what I've learned and what I've researched, it's just going to impact us in a bigger way, which by the way, is exactly why we're kicking off our first sensitive and soulful workshop on the topic of the highly sensitive person healing journey, because I have learned in my own experience that these things that trigger us, that, that give a, that send us into those trauma responses, like there is so much opportunity to heal those things in our lives but we have to become aware of what our unique triggers are and what's beneath the surface. So that's what we're going to be diving into in that workshop. And it's like something I'm extremely passionate about because it's honestly changed my life, like (laughs) hands down. So anyway, we need to be aware of where we are with our mental health. We need to understand that, yes, we can be impacted more deeply. So I want to share my recent experience that I had where I honestly was getting to a pretty dark place where I was feeling very hopeless and just lost and not okay. 
So this was last week where, was it last week or two weeks ago? It was almost two weeks ago, actually. Um, Okay, so I was in a really dark place. So to give you some backstory, and I'm very open and honest about what I'm going through in my life all the time, because this is my way of, of being in the world. This is my way of teaching is being vulnerable and open and honest. And I just don't think enough people are. And there's so much shame then when we struggle because people aren't, aren't honest because, because they're afraid of, of people judging them. And so I just always want to be that person that's like, Hey, this is what I've been going through. So anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I started really spiraling into a dark place. And what's been going on for me has been my daughter, my now 10 month old daughter has has been sleeping very poorly at night, waking up frequently or, you know, waking, being awake for long periods of time at night. And I am, I have always been very sensitive with my sleep. I've always been somebody who needs a lot of sleep. And so when I became a mom, like that really was something that hit me hard was the lack of sleep and, and getting up every night with my daughter. And like, that is my choice is always to be responsive to her. Like, I'm not interested in changing that. There's people out there that will tell you, like, don't rock your baby to sleep. Don't nurse them to sleep. I personally will always choose to do that. And that's, that's my choice. And that's why I'm more tired, you know? So just putting that out there. But anyway, I've been exhausted. So that has been something that I was I was just navigating and it really started to pile up for me where I was just like starting to feel not okay. Starting to really feel like, oh my gosh, this is impacting my life in a huge way. And then on top of that, my husband was going to be going out of town and my parents were going to be going out of town. So basically setting the stage here, I was very sleep deprived, and I was about to have my normal support system leaving me for like five days. So because like my parents watch my daughter two days a week so that I'm able to get work done and like, you know, if I need to rest, I'm able to rest. And then my husband obviously helps out with the baby. He usually takes the morning shift with her so I can catch up on some sleep. And then obviously is like an active dad and he's amazing. And so... It was a Monday and it was my last day with my parents' help before they went on vacation. I had had just a horrible night of sleep and I was also anticipating my husband being gone. And it's been very rainy and very, very gray here in Southern California. And I'm somebody, I grew up in Minnesota and so I'm very used to like cold, gray, long winters. And that always used to really impact me where I would start to feel very down in the dumps and like just like slightly depressed a little bit, you know, by January, February, because it just kind of dragged on. So I also know that I'm impacted by gray, dreary weather. And so it was Monday and I was at my parents' house with the intention of working. It was like the last day that I'd have their support until they were gone for a while. And I just couldn't do it. I just had no inspiration. I had no creativity. And mind you, like I had a huge to-do list of things to do. And I had I'd had the intention of getting a lot of work done because I knew that I wasn't going to have support. And so this was like my final chance, so to speak, to get stuff done before they left. And I have never felt like this where I just felt just empty, just flat, just dull. I couldn't even, I was like trying to like pull from within me 
creativity and spark and, and aliveness. And I had none of it. I just felt dull. And so hours passed of me trying to get things done. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do anything. I had a podcast interview scheduled that afternoon and I, I canceled it. I emailed the woman. I, I was like, Hey, I'm like having a really hard mental health day. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be able to show up for myself as myself. I'm not going to be my best self here. And so I canceled. She completely understood, but, oh, it was just like such a dark place. And like throughout the day, I was just like crying very easily. And I was just feeling a ton of shame and, and just crappiness inside. I was feeling really bad about myself because a huge thing that has been impacting me like along with my daughter's sleep and just like the very real impact of of lack of sleep, like what that can do to a person. Like there's also this this aspect of me attaching my my worthiness as a mom to how well my daughter sleeps. Like there's just such a narrative out there where people like honestly can there's like a sense of pride people can feel when like, oh, my baby sleeps through the night, which is awesome. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. (laughs) And for me, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm a high achieving person. I like to do things well. I like people to look at me and be like, yeah, she has it all together. Like, I like to be that person. And so when my daughter is waking up a million times at night or just like awake for long periods of time, (laughs) it's a hit to my ego. And it's, it's like, it causes me to spiral and be like, what am I doing wrong? Why is she not sleeping well? Like, where am I going wrong? What's my problem? Why can't I fix this? It will cause me to like, Google a bunch of things and just all of it. So this is a thing, this is another factor at hand where I was having some worthiness, worthiness issues around my abilities as a mom. And like, obviously now, being a mom is a huge part of my identity. It's a huge part of who I am now. And so when I feel like I'm not doing quote unquote well, or not doing things good enough in that area of my life, it's like, wow, who am I if I can't even do this right? So it was like that, those types of feelings coupled with exhaustion, coupled with gray weather, coupled with my support system leaving me for an extended period period of time. And I just felt dark and bleak and scared of how, how bad I was feeling in my mind and in my body. It really was scary. And so eventually I came out and talked to my mom that day when I was at her, their house. And I was like, I just started sobbing. I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything. I have no inspiration. And she was like, Alyssa, why don't you just get out for a walk? Like, think, you know, this sounds crazy. Like they live right by the ocean. Like I got to walk to the ocean. Like I don't want this to be like, oh, poor me. But like (laughs) that was, that's like, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. So I I took my mom's advice. I popped in (sighs) my headphones and this book that I was listening to, which is called The Magic of Surrender. And I just listened to that and I walked down to the ocean and I just sat and I stared out at the ocean and I cried. I just felt like I've just had so many moments recently where I've been like, oh my gosh, I'm hitting my knees. I give up. Like things are feeling so hard and so bleak and I'm just feeling like I'm at my wit's end and I just let myself cry. Just let myself cry. And 
it was really good for me to have that moment. I did. I came back to my parents' house and I felt, I felt a sense of refreshment. I won't, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm happy now. I was still feeling very just like low and just like blah, but there was a sense of relief in just like letting things go. You know what I mean? You know, those moments where you're just like, okay, it is what it is. And I recently recorded a podcast episode about surrender, which I've said is like my favorite episode because it's just been life changing. And I've had so many opportunities where I'm just like, okay, I surrender. Like I'm, I'm, I'm letting things go. And so that's how I felt in that moment. And it helped. And I'm sharing this because I want you to think about if you've been having some mental health struggles, whether you're feeling super anxious or you're feeling a little bit depressed or whatever that looks like, I think it's really important to think about the factors, the external factors that are going on in your environment and kind of think about, you know, is are, are there changes happening right now that might be impacting you and making you feel this way, like really contributing to it? Because like I said, for me, like the contributing fa- factors have been the gray weather, losing my support system for several days and lack of sleep and also just like how how this experience is very much hitting on some of my biggest triggers which is you know worthiness and and feeling like I can't do things good enough so some things that you can think about in your life are what what factors are at hand like for instance thinking about sleep are you getting enough sleep Thinking about how much social media you're consuming, like we, I think we underestimate how much of an impact this can have on us, especially for highly sensitive people. Like we're such energetic, emotional beings. And so if you find that you've been on social media a lot and you're scrolling a lot and maybe you're following accounts that like don't make you feel the best, like that is, that is absolutely going to contribute to how you are feeling. 100%. So that's something to take note of. Like, are you scrolling on social media a lot? Another thing to think about is your diet. Like, are you consuming a lot of processed foods, a lot of like junk food, fast food, sugar? Like, these things, again, especially for us as sensitive people, like, are going to impact us. We are going to feel the effects of it. Like, I wish that I could be somebody who can just like eat whatever they want whenever they want but I can't because it does impact me after a while if I have too much sugar or caffeine, like contributing factors, 100%. Um, Also thinking about like your work environment, right? Like, are you in an environment that is very stressful, that there's a lot of chaos, that there's a lot of like quick turnarounds and deadlines? Like, do you like your boss or do they stress you out? Like, that's another contributing factor. Another thing too, and like... (laughs) This um, Some of you might agree and some of you might be like, no, girl, you're crazy. (laughs) But astrologically, like sometimes there's just things going on in the atmosphere and maybe Mercury's in retrograde. It's not right now, not at the time of this, but um, (laughs) there's like things shifting planetarily. There's things happening for you specifically within your birth chart that really can impact the way that you're feeling. Like just to share, like, This is why I love being vulnerable and sharing what I'm going through because I always, always connect with other people that are like, holy crap, same here. So I shared in my Instagram story the other day and I was like, hey, does anyone else feel like they are just going through it right now? Like what is going on? I did a poll and 
I had like 200 people say yes and two people said no. So 200 people (laughs) were feeling the exact same way and were feeling like they were going through it. And I had a bunch of people DM me like, oh my gosh, I've been feeling horrible. Um, It feels like everything is going wrong. And then I had one girlfriend who was telling me like, yeah, actually there's like this huge like planetary shift, like all these planets are moving and and it's supposed to feel really crazy for the month of March, but then it's supposed to get lighter in April. Okay. So again, take it or leave it. But if you're with me, you're with me. And so I found a lot of validation and like (laughs) serenity in this because I was like, okay, like one, I'm not the only person feeling this. And like two, like it makes sense that this is just like such an energetic thing happening. So again, I'm not saying that's the only thing that was contributing for me. Obviously I shared the other factors. But it's something to keep in mind. And then finally, like one other thing to think about, and this isn't obviously an exhaustive list, but also like thinking about the weather, because that does, that is going to impact us as HSPs. It's going to, it impacts a lot of people. There's a reason that seasonal effectiveness disorder, I think that's what SAD stands for, pretty positive. (laughs) Um, There's a reason that's a true thing. And there's a reason like people need to get like the sun lamps and and why people go to warm climates that need to get sun because it can really impact us when we're just in gray, dreary weather for an extended period of time. So these are all things to think about. (sighs) And man, it can be hard and it can be bleak. And I think it's really, really important for us to recognize the signs of when we are feeling off personally and really recognizing when we need to reach out and get support and ask for help. Like, I'm sharing this with you because I really want to normalize that, like, we all have seasons of life where things are hard and we're not feeling like ourselves, and our mental health is not good and we need to get support. We need to get help. So for me, like, I am now a very quick, I'm very quick to get support. I'm very quick to reach out and be like, hey, I'm not okay. Like, I need help. And so what I did was I connected with um, my therapist. I have an amazing energy healer who who I um, chat with throughout the week. I worked with a life coach and I opened up to some mom friends and some other friends who are not moms who are also going through tough seasons. So this look has looked like literally casting my net wide. Like I'm telling you, I was talking to like eight different people as soon as I started feeling really off and everyone really served a different purpose. Like my mom friends have been checking in with me throughout the week, knowing that I was solo parenting just to check in and see how I was doing. And just having that like social support was so huge for me just to feel not alone. You know what I mean? Like just to feel like somebody cares about me and they're checking in. Um, I opened up to my husband and I was like, hey, I'm like feeling really down. I'm feeling like kind of depressed and this is a new feeling for me. And he was like, okay, like while I'm home, what can I do to help? And then when he was away for his trip, he was checking in frequently with me. And then obviously like, you know, having the support of a therapist is huge and working with a life coach who was able to help me identify some of the things that are really blocking me and are really causing me to feel a lot of shame and self-worth struggles around like my daughter's sleep and my abilities as a mom. Like doing a session with a life coach was super helpful because yeah, we got to the root of some of that and and really uncovered some things that I didn't even realize was was still affecting me. So we can always learn, we can always we can always like uncover new things, but being vulnerable enough to 
admit that we're struggling and then, you know, being willing and open to receive help, like that's everything. That is everything. I, oh my gosh, like I just can't believe how, how bad I was feeling. And now today I'm feeling so much better. Um, it's been, like I said, I think it's been, my timeline is terrible. It's been like two weeks and I'm feeling a lot better. Um, and the other thing I want to share too, is like, we go through these struggles and we go through these dark, challenging periods of times, honestly, because I think they are here to expand us and to show us what we're capable of. And we really have to sometimes reach those rock bottoms of feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I can go on. And somehow we do. Somehow we do. So I also want to talk about too, like, my days then of being a solo parent while completely sleep deprived and just like what that did for me. So it was four nights that I was totally on my my own and I was like super nervous about it because if anyone is a parent here, they know that like being on with a young baby for that many days, day and night is just like, it's a lot. It's exhausting. And so I did what I could to set myself up for success just to like feel like, okay, you know, mentally okay. So like I said, I had my support system of people that I was messaging with, which was just huge. I would tap in and like talk to people while I was out taking my daughter for a walk when it wasn't raining. It was raining a lot here. And I just like, yeah, I just reached out when I could. And I just was like, hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling, blah, blah, blah. And like just having that support system was huge. I also made plans. I made a ton of plans to get out of the house with Blaine, my daughter. So I took her to the mall. I took her to meet up with some other mom friends. I took her to her baby gym so she could run around. Like I took her to the grocery store. (laughs) Like we did a lot of things. And this was helpful because I know myself and I know that when I'm cooped up in the house and I'm not doing anything I feel worse. I start to feel more depressed. I start to feel more hopeless and things just feel more scary and bleak and dark. And so again, I'm trying to be proactive whenever I can with my mental health. And I've recognized that getting out of the house and doing things and breaking up the day and connecting socially with other people is really, really important for me. And so I did that. And I just took things one day at a time, one moment at a time, like hour by hour. (laughs) Because if I looked at the whole day and and how much time I was going to be doing this on my own, it felt very overwhelming. But I just took it day by day, moment by moment. And each, like I made it through. I made it through. And I, and I came out the other side of those, those days solo parenting, those days with like extreme sleep deprivation and I survived it. I'm here on the other side of it. Now, knock on wood, we've had two good nights of sleep with Blaine, and I'm hopeful that things keep improving. My parents are still gone for a few more days, and then I'll have their them back for their support again, which will be awesome. But I've just like learned throughout this entire experience that, like, oh my gosh, I am more capable than I thought. I can do these really hard things that have that feel completely impossible. And a huge part of it is taking it moment by moment, leaning on people for support, and just being vulnerable and knowing yourself and and taking the the proactive steps to support yourself. Like that is so, so important. Truly it is. I think so often there is just so much shame around 
struggles and feeling like we shouldn't be struggling and oh my gosh, well, I I did this healing work, so how can I be struggling again? I should know better than this and blah, blah, blah. Like we can be so hard on ourselves and it's like we're human and we're going to have new experiences in our lives that are going to impact us in different ways. Like this is my first time being a mom. (laughs) Like of course it's going to impact my life. Of course it's going to bring up things, you know, deep-seated issues that I haven't resolved yet because these specific things were never brought to the surface until I became a mother And that's what happens in our lives. We have these new experiences that trigger us, that hurt us, that cause us deep pain. And they're painful because they're begging to be healed. They're alerting us to these these wounds within us that are like, hey, like I'm here. I'm ready to move through this. And the, the beautiful thing is like when you're open to seeing this, because if I could have done this in a completely different way, right? I could have been like, really stayed in that that low, dark, victim place where it's like, oh my gosh, this is hopeless and it's never going to get better. And I, I'm not saying this in like a shameful way, like, oh my gosh, like you're, that's so bad if you do that. Like not at all, because I was there for several days where I was feeling very sorry for myself, very low. And a huge, huge part of that was because I was feeling a bit depressed where I was like, like it was hard to see my way out. And that is very real. And I want to acknowledge that. And I want to like say that like I didn't I did not have full blown depression at all. Definitely just like a touch of kind of having that experience. But even being in that experience for a few days was really eye opening to me. And I can 1000 percent understand why why and how a person can get stuck there, because when you're in that low place, it can feel it can feel hopeless and dark and absolutely impossible to claw your way out of. Like, it's a scary place. It's a scary way to feel. And I have so much compassion and so much empathy for anyone in that place. I really, really do. And so I just want to share that, like, for anyone who's feeling that, please be sure to reach out for support. Please be sure to to keep trying, to keep reaching out for for the right support system. Sometimes it takes several tries to find a therapist that fits with you. Sometimes it takes getting on medication and and having that because it can be a, a real chemical imbalance. Like I'm not an expert in this, so I always like want to encourage anyone like please make sure you're reaching out for p- professional therapeutic support if you are feeling in this feeling this way. But it's so important for me to share my experience just to to normalize this and to like let you know that if you have if you felt this way if you're feeling this way like you're so not alone and I've been there and it happens and it's really hard and there are ways that we can support ourselves and and begin to find our way through and sometimes we just need someone else to like turn the flashlight on for us because when you're just like you know moving through the darkness and everything feels hard it can be really it can feel honestly impossible to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can honestly wonder, like, are things ever going to get better? And they will, and they do, but a lot of times we just need that support. And that's really the power of vulnerability, and that's the power of uh, just being open and being aware of what the signs can look like for us and what it can what it can feel like when we're in that dark place and just to, like, know that there's no shame. And if, if, if you're there, there's no shame in struggling. 
So I'm sending you all so much love. I hope for anyone who's been in a tough place, who's been navigating dark, heavy stuff, like, I see you, I feel you, and I just want you to know that you're not alone. You're never alone. Please make sure you're reaching out for support. Please keep trying to to find the support that that feels good for you. Um, I also do want to share that for anyone out there who's looking for a therapist who understands high sensitivity, if you go to Dr. Elaine Aaron's website, uh, which is called which is hsperson.com, on her website you will find a a link to therapists all over, I know for sure, all over the U.S. I want to say they do have it in different countries, but I'll have to double check. Um, But there's a whole directory of therapists who understand high sensitivity. And so I personally did not go through that, but I know others who have gone through that and have found therapists who have been able to support them in a really beautiful way because they understand their sensitivity. So I want to include that information for you. If if you're in search of a therapist and you haven't found somebody who like really gets you, that's, I think that might be a really good way to find somebody. And like I said, I also just want to encourage you to join us in the sensitive and soulful vault. If you are really wanting more of a community of highly sensitive people who get it. And if you want to be a part of the workshops that I will be leading throughout the year, because This upcoming workshop, like I said, the HSP Healing Journey on April 10th, we're going to be diving more into everything that I've been talking about on this episode. So we're going to be really looking at our triggers and understanding what's at the root cause of those triggers. And I'll be giving you some actionable steps to begin working through them in your life so that you can have all of these experiences. You can have the triggering experiences, the painful experiences, and you can begin to see very, very clearly what's going on for you and how you can begin to heal them moment by moment moment throughout your life. Because honestly, like as painful as the past, I mean, the past two weeks were very brutal for me, but the past few months honestly have been quite hard. Um, I'm beginning to see the light. I'm beginning to understand why Things have been so painful. I'm beginning to understand it. I'm beginning to see how this is really shaping me to be an even more powerful person. And I feel like I'm really like in this rebirthing process of just like transforming who I am as a person in order to be a more impactful leader and a better mom and a better wife and just everything. Like I know it's happening for me, but man, when you are in it, when you are in the darkness and in the pain, it feels impossible to see out of sometimes. So yeah, like I said, I'm sending you all so much love. And I don't think I even mentioned this, but if you want to join us for the Sensitive and Soulful Vault, please check out the link in the show notes, or you can just go to sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash the vault. So I hope to see you in there. So excited for everything that is to come. And I also want you to know that my DMs are open. If you are struggling, if you're feeling alone, please know you have a friend in me and yeah, I'm right there with you. So sending you lots of love and I cannot wait to chat with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.